Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. actually closing up a series, Go. If you're new to Church Alive, every, um, every year at the beginning of the year, we have a word. And last year's word was overcome. And man, we just believe that we did. We overcame what a lot of people still haven't been able to fear and anxiety and so many different obstacles as a church. We just, we went through those hurdles and it was incredible to see the tenacity and the resilience of this house through it all definitely uncertain times and we were just grateful to just navigate it together and this year Anthony he a couple of weeks ago launched the word of the year it was go it's time to go go and just unlock those dreams in your heart go and and fulfill all that God has for us and so before we get into it anymore and before we pray I just wanted us to read the main scripture of this series and then we can sit and get on with it. Let's do it. John chapter 15, 16, it says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed and placed and purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing and that your fruit will remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as my representative, he may give to you. Now the verse for this message, the key verse is Joshua chapter one, verse nine. It says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you Go. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Father, we just thank you that you're with us wherever we go. I thank you that we go not in our own strength. We don't go for our own glory, but we go for your glory. We go to bring you praise. We go to bring you all the worship that you are deserving of. Father, we honor you in this moment. God, I pray that you would take this message, God, and would you just speak to your sons and daughters. Lord, I pray that you would just impart hope and peace and joy and freedom in your sons and daughters, God, during this time. We thank you, you're already here with us. We praise you in Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. Those of you who are wondering, where is Pastor Anthony? Well, him and a bunch of the guys are down in Virginia. He was invited to go speak at Airborne Church uh, down in West Virginia, I believe. And he's also doing their men's event tonight. And if you know Aunt, you know he is passionate about men, unlocking God-given destiny in the men that God has created. And so he's there and I'm here. So what's up? All right. <laughs> so you got me and uh, we're excited because we believe that we are in a season of significant reaping as a church. I wholeheartedly believe that as we go this year, I felt like God gave me a picture. And it's funny because it was actually in the video a few weeks ago at Empower Weekend during worship. As clear as anything, I saw a picture of a dam releasing. Like, pfft, 
And I was like, whoa, it's coming. We are riding the waves of incredible and significant reaping. It is coming, it is here, and it's exciting. And so with the word go, week one, my husband uh, taught us a message, go and prioritize. Man, if more people knew how to prioritize the simple things in life, we'd have less trouble, wouldn't we? Week two is go and prepare. Go and prepare, and if you haven't, go and listen to that message. It was incredible as well. Week three was our Empower weekend. Week four, we had a message last week from Anthony. Go listen so that you can hear, and hear appropriately. You know, so often we want to hear from God, but if we don't actually know what God sounds like, if we don't know the principles and the precepts of his word, it's so easy to think you're hearing God, but maybe you're just hearing the desires of your heart or your flesh or the world screaming at you. So it's important that we know the word. It's important that we um, understand and are taught the word of God so that we have a solid foundation on which to stand on, which is why get into Church Alive College. Go to a transform group. Be a part of a dream team so that you can grow and learn. So today I wanna encourage you that in order for us to go, go and share our story. Go and get that degree. Go and write that album. Go and fulfill whatever God has called you to do. We need to go fearlessly. It means you will feel the fear, but do it anyway. It means it will be stretching, it won't be easy, it will require faith, it will require prayer and fasting, it will require for you to remove yourself from the shallow and go into the deep. It will require for you to move from a victim mentality to a mindset of an overcomer because we are called to overcome because he's already overcome for us. It will require that we learn to live by faith and not by sight. You know, I can't encourage you enough today, friends. Do not wait until you think everything is perfect. Don't wait until all the feelings feel right. No, when God calls us to go, we remain disobedient if we stay stuck, if we stay paralyzed, if we stay in fear. And I pray that this message doesn't condemn you. I pray that this message releases you. I pray this message empowers you to leave fear behind and go anyway, to leave fear behind and go conquer the things that God's already conquered for us. It's time to go and go fearlessly. So even if you have insecurities, I want to encourage you, go anyway. If you have struggles with comparison, I want to encourage you, go anyway. If you feel weak, inadequate, or broken, go anyway, because we have this promise in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, that we are confident that he who's begun a good work in us will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, he who's begun a good work will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. He says also in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So even though you may feel inadequate, even though sometimes you may feel like you compare yourself to others or you feel like you're not worthy or deserving to go, even though you may have insecurities, go and stay open, stay humble, stay teachable and let him prune you. It's not fun being pruned, but it's the greatest thing for our lives because a good pruned tree is a beautiful tree in time, is a fruitful tree in time. John 15, 2 says, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. 
I pray that none of us stay stuck this year. I know we hear that word a lot here at Church Alive. It's my husband's passion, get unstuck. <laughs> but I pray that none of us stay stuck. I pray that none of us stay paralyzed in fear this year because that would be a tragedy. The Bible tells us that fear is a spirit that does not belong to God. And as saints, as sons and daughters of the almighty King of Kings, we can't afford to be bound by a spirit that is not kingdom. We can't afford to be bound by a spirit that is bond binding us, that is imprisoning us. We cannot afford to be bound by something that is wrapping our legs and our arms and our mind from the purposes of God. But I wonder how many of us actually know if we are going in the right way or pursuing the right dreams or going in the direction of God's will for our life. And, you know, as a pastor, I've heard so many times in my office, on my phone, so many times people say, Pastor Miriam, I'm so afraid of being outside of God's will. I'm so afraid of walking out of God's will. Well, I wanna say first and foremost to you, if you feel that way, if you actually respect the fact that you wanna be centered in God's will, you're in a good place. But the second thing I wanna say is fear is not of God. So get out of fear and know that if you truly are surrendered to God, he will lead you and he will guide you. Even if you make a mistake, he will redeem that mistake. He will restore that mistake. You do not have to fear because he is with you. He is with you. You know, fear of making the wrong decisions will eventually keep you from making any decisions at all, which in turn makes us disobey God if he's telling us to go. Fear eventually becomes disobedience. Fear eventually becomes disobedience. And I'm not trying to be harsh on those of us who struggle with fear, but I do need to awaken you that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I need to awaken you that the champion of heaven is roaring within you. The champion of heaven has died so that you would be a champion as well. There needs to be an awakening in our spirit that when he tells us to go, it's not about how good we are. It's not about how bad we are. It's about saying yes to when he says get up and go I have commissioned you I have appointed you I have anointed you not to go and be good no but to go and serve to go and lay your life down so others may know Jesus and be welcome to the party God is with you you know there's a few different types of Christians sometimes when it comes to making decisions because the question is yeah how do I know I'm in God's will how do I know if this is the right decision how do I know should I marry him or her or what job I should take and there there's lots of questions and we get lots of them all the time and we get DMs and I apologize in advance you should see how many DMs I get if I don't respond I'm not trying to ignore you I just forget sometimes but I love you and I'm for you and I pray for you please forgive your pastors if we don't respond on direct message but we love you so there are some Christians when it comes to making decisions that are walking on a tightrope. They have this perception that, oh my gosh, if I make a mistake and I fall off this tightrope, I'm done. 
There's no forgiveness for me. There's no restoration for me. There's nothing and no one who can rescue me from my foolishness and my mistake. And so many Christians feel that way. They will not move unless there is like lightning bolts or neon signs that says move from heaven. And they're like, God, I won't move unless you say so. He's like, but I did say so. Go. You know what I mean? And so often we're like, no, 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 no. I need you to show me exactly where you want to go. But the problem with that is if we were to do that, faith would not be required. If we always knew what the next step was, we wouldn't need faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And the just will, will live by faith and faith alone. So God likes for us to practice faith. So he sometimes doesn't reveal the next step because he wants you to trust him as the leader, the good shepherd that will lead us to green pastures. Then there are others who never go to God for direction. They, they don't speak to trusted counselors or wise friends in their life. They're hasty, sometimes reckless. They lack patience, lack wisdom, lack self-control. Self and sometimes they don't go to God because they don't think God actually cares about all the different areas in their life. They think that maybe God only cares about your spiritual life. But let me say something. The moment we give our life to Christ, so often people think that salvation is just having a savior. No, salvation is also having a Lord. And the Lord wants to be Lord of all. Every part of our life, our relationships, our jobs, our careers, our dreams, our family, our children, everything. He wants to be Lord of all. And there's this weird concept in this nation sometimes that like, Lord, you can be Lord of Sunday. You can be Lord of my morals, but everything else, it's mine. And he's like, yo, I want to be invited to the whole party. He wants to come on in and be a part of the whole party because where God is, there is blessing. Where God is, there is pruning, which means there's better fruit that comes off your tree. Invite him to every part of it. He does care. Psalm 143.8 says, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go, for to you I entrust my life. You know, another set of Christians, sometimes they don't go to God because they just don't know how to. They don't know how to hear his direction. They don't know how to sense the discernment or the wisdom of his word for their life. You know, I remember years ago when I was in Bible college, one of my favorite teachers, Pastor Robert Ferguson, which my friend Vanessa Hoyes knows him very, very well. She's all the way here from Canada to spend some days with me. But she's an Aussie, all right? So, like, she's a true Australian. My husband would be sad to miss her right now. But, uh... So we were in college with Pastor Robert Ferguson. I used to run early to like line up for his class. That's how good he was. Like I used to sneak, okay, I shouldn't say this, but I used to sneak Anthony into that class. I know it's wrong, but the Lord has forgiven me. Okay, he was that good. I'm like, Aunt, you gotta come hear this pastor preach. He's awesome. And he was just a phenomenal teacher. Anyway, he did teach us one day when it came to hearing the voice of God. He was using that illustration I just used on walking the tightrope. And he's like, for some reason, people have this notion that if they, if they make the wrong choice, if they make the wrong decision, they're going to fall off and it's all over. He's like, but have they not heard of the grace of God? Have they not heard of God, our Redeemer, our Restorer? He can turn all things for good. He can take anything that is surrendered, anything that is given back to God, our failures, our mistakes, our wrong decisions, our hastiness. Now, don't let me fool you that what you sow, you do reap. And so sometimes, yes, our bad 
decisions, we will reap pain. Our wrong direction, we will reap some of those consequences, but it is not the end. It is not how the story ends for us. You see, God takes that pain. He takes that story and he turns it for purpose. He takes our mess, he makes it a message. He takes our tests and makes it a testimony. We don't have to fear making a mistake. We don't have to walk the tightrope, the very tightrope of life. And then he told us all, everybody close your eyes, picture this big open field. And I was like, all right, I'm picturing this big open field. And he's like, run. And I was like, do I sprint or do I jog? No, just kidding. He's like, run, just run. And I just started picturing myself running. And it was this weird sense of like freedom. Like, wait a second. Oh, I'm free. I'm free to run. I'm free to go with Jesus. I'm free. And all of a sudden, Pastor Robert said, if you get a whistle in your spirit, if you see a red flag, much like the like refs at a game, that's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, hey, hey. Don't go down that lane much further, time to make a turn. You see, as we get used to walking with Jesus, we start to understand how he speaks to us. We learn the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is why coming on Sundays, coming to transform groups, coming to college, coming and reading your word, devotionals daily, reading the word of God, you will understand and know the voice of God. So when he tells you, yo, stop, you'll stop. When it tells you, hey, turn, you'll turn. He delights in leading us to green pastures. He delights in taking us from glory to glory. We can trust him. We don't have to fear. Can we not have Christians who are afraid of every single thing, every decision they have to make? Oh, I'm so scared. I get it. There are big decisions to make, especially when there's kids involved. I fully understand. But may our trust in Jesus be so much greater that even if we do make a wrong turn, that we know he would turn it all for good. That is the power of my Savior. You know, God telling his people to go is a very common theme in Scripture. He told Noah, go build the ark. He told Moses, even with your stutter, go and rescue those people, even though you're wanted in Egypt, go and set those people free. Even with Esther, go and stand up for your people, even though it may get you killed. With Gideon, the reluctant warrior, the weakest in his tribe, the Lord says to him, Gideon, go and fight. To Jonah, the prophet, he said, go to Nineveh, even though you don't like those people. How many times does God tell us to go to people we don't like? And we're like, but Lord, can you just set them straight on your own? And he's like, no, humble yourself and love them. Okay. To Jonah, the prophet, go to Nineveh, tell them to repent. He initially disobeyed, but he eventually went. God the Father to God the Son, he said, go into earth, take on the form of man and save mankind. To Saul, he said, go to the people that you've persecuted and preach my good news. To the Samaritan woman, he said, go and tell them everything I told you. To the woman that was caught in adultery, he said, no one condemns you, but go and sin no more. Go, he said, go. And I can tell you so many more times, go. 
But sometimes we don't know what doors to walk through, what doors to shut. We don't know what God's will looks like for us. We don't know what God's purpose may be for us. And so what we do sometimes is we settle for hearing messages like this today. And we're like, woohoo, preach it, pastor, go get it, girl. And then we leave and we don't go. We're like, that was a good word, pastor. Can't wait to hear it again tomorrow on YouTube. And then you go hear it again. You're like, good word again, pastor, but nothing changes. You're on the hamster wheel of life. It's time to go. Don't be afraid. Get up, go. You are called. You're appointed. You're anointed. You've got all you need because he lives within you. It's not about believing in yourself, like, you know, all the jazz out in the world. Believe in yourself. Oh, believe in the awesomeness of you. I'm not that good. I want to believe in the awesomeness of my God. He's all I need. I don't want to compare it to myself because I stumble and I fall sometimes. But greater is he who is in me than he who's in the world. I don't need to believe in myself. I need to believe in Jesus, the author and the finisher and the perfecter of my faith. That is what we need to believe in so that we can get up and go, go and go. You know, if the life anthem of your heart is, God, may your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. If your heart's cry and the motivation of your heart is, may your will be done, Lord, in my life. Lord, use me. I want to live for your glory. Then I promise you, my friend, you can trust his leading. Even if you can't hear him, even if you're not sure what he's saying, go. He uses it for his glory. But I will say, when you go, go with surrender. Don't hold anything too tightly in your hands because that becomes an idol. Go with surrender. Say, God, you gave it to me. I give it back. I'm going fully surrendered to serve you. I'm going fully surrendered because you are God and I am not. Number two, I need you to go for his glory. Here's the thing. We all want fulfillment. We do different things because we think it'll fulfill us. A bigger house will fulfill me. A greater degree will fulfill me. A greater promotion. There, are, there is some truth to that. Yes, those things may bring fulfillment, but eventually that fulfillment runs out and you need the next big thing. The only thing that truly ever satisfies is a relationship with Jesus. Some of us put pressure on our spouses, pressure on our workplaces to fulfill us, on our bank accounts to fulfill us, and none of it ever will because only God and living for his glory can satisfy that God-shaped hole inside of us. You know, Romans 8.28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Now, the third one is go with wisdom and wise counsel. Proverbs 3.13 through 18, I'll read some of it, not all of it. It says, blessed are those, can I have the keyboard guy? Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding, for she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She's more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. And it goes on. James chapter 1, 5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. Man, as you go, and if you don't know what God is telling you to go, pray and ask for wisdom. 
pray and ask for wisdom, he gives it to us, either in the form of a mentor, a pastor, a leader, or in the form of his word, or in the form of you being on your knees and seeking his face and asking him for the direction. I'll never forget this story, and I've mentioned it in the last two services. Years ago, it was in 2013, and the reason why I remember that, because I don't remember things, and you guys know that, um, I, saw, I was actually sharing it with a young lady from our church this week. I was sharing it for her to encourage her along some things going on in her world. And I'll never forget, the night before I had this dream, and if you're new to our church or new to me as a person, I, at the age of 15, I started having a lot of dreams, God-given dreams, dreams, prophetic dreams, warning dreams, dreams of something that was happening, was about to happen, to, for me to pray so it wouldn't happen kind of dreams. And so right around this time, the night before the dream, I had just finished having a conversation with my husband. And we had already been praying about a certain situation and we felt the Lord say that this certain situation was not a good idea. And we were like, oh, okay, that's kind of weird. All right, all right, cool. Then fast forward a week or so, and it was the night before this dream, and I said to Anthony, oh, maybe we heard wrong. Like, you know, you know, maybe we're just being extra. Like, let's just let it be. And Anthony's like, I don't know, honey. Like, you know, we heard very strongly, and we felt very strongly, this is not a good situation. I was like, all right, whatever. So right before I went to bed, put my head on the pillow, and I said, Lord, you're good. Speak. Now, this doesn't happen every single time. I wish it did, right? Lord, speak. Here you go. No, that doesn't happen every single time. But in this moment, thankfully, it did. And I want to share this story with you because it was actually one of the most incredible dreams I've ever had in my life. It was beautiful. I think I, yeah, it was definitely the most beautiful. That night, as I went to sleep, I had a dream. And I walked up in front of this huge old Victorian home. It was massive. It was really old. I opened the door. And at the very top of this beautiful but yet old creaking staircase was this really old woman. She was gorgeous. She was like definitely over 100, but beautiful. Long, gray, like glowing hair, which Lord, I would like that when I'm older. Just beautiful, long, glowing hair. She's at the top and she starts to walk down the stairs. She's taking forever because she's over 100 and I'm like, come on, hurry up. She finally gets down to the stairs. She comes in front of me like right in my face. I don't do well with people all up in my face. I'm like, oh, oh, you know, but she got up in my face, her little old hand shaking like this. And I'll never forget it. And she goes, this situation is not a good idea. This is not good for so-and-so. And I remember waking up and I was like, what in the world? And the Holy Spirit said, as clear as a bell to me, he said, you just met wisdom. Yeah. I was like, wow. <laughs> But it was so interesting because the voice of wisdom was so peaceful, yet so authoritative. It was so calming, yet so bold. I had no doubt, once I woke up, I had zero doubt that that was the Lord saying that was not a good situation. And I wanna tell you when it comes to wisdom and when it comes to the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, that is exactly what you can expect when you're hearing from God, bold, yet peaceful, full of authority, not condemning and not shaming. That is the voice of wisdom. Full of peace, full of authority, full of wisdom. That is the voice of wisdom. Proverbs 15, 22 says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. It's good to have people in your world that can say, bro, you're about to blow it, stop. Make sure they're godly. Make sure they're for you. 
don't take them for granted. There are some things you want to go in this year, but maybe it's not your time. Maybe what you think going this year is actually not what God is asking of you. Maybe you're not ready for it, for it yet and go right now for you is get your heart ready. Go for you is get your motives in check. Maybe go for you is go learn a little bit more about that. Maybe go for you is go submit under a mentor. What is submission? It's simply to, to come under mission. We have this word, we have this thing about submission and submitting. Maybe because for years it's been taken and it's been abused and, and, and it's been all that stuff. It's been used wrongly. But submission literally means to come under mission. It's to learn. It's to be under protection, under authority, so that in time you could be shaped, molded, and empowered to go. It's protection for us. Yeah, like, oh, don't tell me to submit. All right, bro, have fun. Have fun falling on your face and then come crawling back to the house of God. I'm sorry, made a mistake. It's okay, we're here for you. We love you, we'll restore you, let's go. Don't despise the days of correction. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise days of learning. Don't despise days of coming to the altar and getting your heart right before God. Don't despise it because for some of us going this year is going to the altar. It is getting right with God so that you can go and not be crushed by your go. So many people want to go and get the platform, get the lights, get the albums, get the books, get this and get that, but their character can sustain them there. And God wants to invite them into the hiding place. God wants to invite them into the shadow of his wing to protect them, to build character, to build grit and resilience. God wants to bring them in so that he can know God better and trust God so that when it is time to go, they won't be crushed by their go. I will say, when you do have your counselors, make sure that if the peace of God is telling you something different, the peace of God always wins. The voice of God has to win. It trumps all the other voices, even if they're godly voices. Sometimes when that's happened to us, we've had our mentor speak into us, and then we go, we hear the voice of God, he's like, oh, it doesn't align. So we go back to our mentors, hey, this is what we feel in prayer. They're like, okay, let's pray with you some more. And it takes some time to wrestle those things out, but don't be hasty. Go surrendered, go for his glory, go with wisdom and counsel, go with the peace of God and he can trust you that you will go and be when you've spent enough time with him. He wants to trust you, to empower you, to release you so that you can go and bear much fruit. Can I encourage you? Don't feel, don't fear failure. Deuteronomy 31, eight says, the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Do not fear change. If you want to grow, expect to keep on changing. Don't fear criticism. I promise you, if you grow and if you go and if you get promoted and if you get that house and if you get those dreams, you will be criticized. Even if you don't do anything, you will be criticized. Actually, probably won't. If you don't do anything, no one will bother you. do anything. Don't not do anything. You know what I mean? Do not fear rejection. Do not fear betrayer, betrayal. Man, today I'm having a hard time with my words. Mouth's been, hey, I need a water break. Tell the person next to you, she needs a water break. 
It's been like stuck all day. Jesus, the perfect man, the perfect friend, the perfect leader was betrayed by the very people you would think would never leave him. Expect betrayal. I'm not saying go and ask for it. Go betray me so I could be like Jesus. No. But just understand it may happen. Don't be surprised when it does. Don't fear uncertainty. Don't fear inadequacy because when we are weak, we're strong because that means he gets to show up on our behalf and he loves showing up on our behalf because that means he gets the glory and we don't. Psalm 71, 16, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. Don't fear regret. All things work together for the good of those who love him. Don't fear the stretch. It will require stretching and we need to just break the easy button. We want everything to be easy. We want work to be easy. We want relationships to be easy. We want everything to be easy in America. Guess what? That doesn't produce good character. It doesn't produce strong people. It doesn't reproduce resilience. If everything is just easy, 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 guess what? You'll never do anything that amounts to anything of value if everything's so easy. Break the easy button. Lift some more at the gym. I'm not saying that to myself. I'm saying that to you. But you know what I'm saying? Do whatever it takes to grow some more this year. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. You know, some of us cannot stay where we are and still obey God. Hear that again. Some of us cannot stay where we are and still obey God, meaning God may have told you, break up with that girl. And you're like, I'm good right here. You cannot stay where you are and still obey God. If God told you to get out of that job, now be wise about it. I mean, just start looking for another job. Don't just quit like the Lord said. Now I can't eat. Wisdom, you know, old lady wisdom. Some of us cannot stay where we are and still obey God. But I want to say I've learned that even in decisions I've made that I probably shouldn't have, God used it for good. God gave us lessons out of them. God matured us out of them. God taught us through them. And a phrase that's been with me since Empower Weekend, God wastes nothing. God wastes nothing. Anything surrendered to him cannot and will not be wasted. Why don't you stand? You know, for some of you today, maybe going fearlessly is going and breaking up with apathy, going and breaking up with selfishness, going and sinning no more, leaving your life of sin. Maybe some of you struggle with drugs and maybe today you need to decide to get into a recovery program. Maybe some of you struggle with alcohol. Maybe some of you struggle with being faithful to your spouse. Let today be the end of that. I'm not saying like you're gonna overcome overnight and be like the superhero that overcame things immediately. No, I'm saying get help right now. Decide, go today, get help. Go today, get online, find resources to help you. For some of you, maybe you just need to snap out of whatever funk you've been in.
and you need to go and get your life together. Stop sulking, stop making excuses. And for the love of God, and for the love of your family, and for the love of your children, go and be a blessing. Because we're not a blessing for ourselves, we're a blessing for those that God's given us. Go, go, they need you. Your neighbor, they need you. Your children, they need you. Your spouses, they need you. Your spouse, nuts. <laughs> they need you. Guys, in the last service, I almost said something like spouse, not selection, what was the word I was gonna say? Spouse collection, that's not what I meant to say. One. You know, for some of us, our lack of going will cause a lot of damage around us. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. It's all across this room. You know where you are. Are you that tight rope mentality? Oh my gosh, if I make a mistake, I'll fall. Are you that I don't go to God because I don't think he cares? Or I don't know, I don't go to God because I don't know how to. I don't know which when you are. Maybe you've been running in that sense of freedom that I can run and the Holy Spirit will lead me. He will guide me because I will go surrendered. I will go for his glory. I will go with wisdom and I will go with the peace of God. If you go surrendered for his glory with wisdom and with his peace, then you can go unafraid. You can go fearlessly. So all across this room, would you bow your heads? Just talk to the Father for a moment. God, where do I need to go? Like, don't leave Jersey because we love you here at Church Alive. That's not what we're talking about. We like you here, even though it's cold. But God, where, where are you telling us to go? Go and break up with pride. Go and break up with apathy. Go and break up with laziness. Go and break up with whatever it is that it is that is holding us back and holding us bound into whatever reality we're not walking into. Let me give that to you today. I pray that this wouldn't just be another message that tickles our ears, but Father, that it would produce change and transformation into our hearts, into our lives, and into our family. And all across this room, maybe for some of you, you need to go and give your life to Jesus today. What does that mean? It's, it's not about a religion at all. It's about coming into relationship with your Creator Understanding that Jesus Christ, when he came into the world, he came to save us, but he also came because he wanted to be your Lord. Every part of your life, every part of your thinking, every part of your heart, he wants it. He wants to put his hand on it. He wants to breathe his life on it. He wants to breathe his purpose on it. Even on your pain, maybe you've made some bad decisions. Even though maybe you, you made some bad choices and now you're reaping the harvest of that and you're like, Lord, I screwed up. Now what? I wanna tell you that anything repent anything we give to God, anything we lay at the feet of Jesus, I want you to know he can restore it for his glory. He can, because he's God. He's awesome like that. So if you want to give your life to Christ, if you want to say, yes, Jesus, I receive you. I need you in my life. Forgive me of my sins. Then all across this room, would you lift your hand so I could see it? That's you. You want to give your life to Christ. That's awesome. I see that hand, that hand, that hand, that hand. Those two over there. These over here. These three, four, five over here. Yep. All the way back there. The, the guy over there and this new guy right here. That's awesome. Yep. I see you. You can put your hands down. We're going to, I see you too. We're going to do that one more time because there was a lot everywhere. 
Yep, I see those in the back. Can we put our hands down? We're gonna, on a count of three, we're gonna do it again, but if you can just shoot your hand up real high so I could see it when I count to three. Ready? All together, one, two, three. Really high so I could see it. Yep, I see all those hands. I see all those hands. I see these hands right here. It's awesome. I see those hands. Yep, I see all these hands. That's incredible. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, we're gonna all pray this prayer together as we invite Jesus into our heart as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Dear Father, I give you my life every part of it would you forgive me of my sin I thank you that I can find true fulfillment in you alone I receive you today as my Lord and Savior here's my life I surrender and I thank you in Jesus name amen did you receive the word today Awesome.